Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. This is the show for experts who want to become the ultimate authorities in their field while making an impact in the world. Uh, my name is Simone Vincenzi, I'm your host, and uh, um, every week we bring you new episodes with uh, either as a solo episode where I talk about strategies or things that happen in the GTEx world, or we interview incredible guests like the person that we have today. Uh, if you want to grow your coaching and speaking business, but you're a bit confused, you don't know where to start, uh, we have created an awesome resource, which is called the Ultimate Expert Checklist. And uh, this is a checklist that it will take you about 10 minutes, five to 10 minutes to complete, but it will give you a full picture of where you are in your business what you need, what are the next steps for you so you can get the clarity to move forward. So if you want it, make sure you scroll and uh, check in the show notes and download it straight away. Also, if you haven't subscribed yet to the show, make sure you subscribe. Having said that, it's time to get started with the interview. And today I have the one and the only Julian O'Connor. Julian is an award-winning two times published author, actor with a viral Super Bowl commercial, which I have a few questions about that, a TEDx, and there are going to be some nice, some good stories coming up from this TEDx, and NSA speaker, a wife, mom, and foster mom. Her mission is to put relate back into relationships worldwide. Julianne, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Simone. It's such a pleasure. All right, Super Bowl. <laughs> that, 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 let's get straight into it because we're going to talk business and how you grew your business. That's coming in a moment. But first things first, Super Bowl, really? Yeah, okay. What happened? So how would happen? Tell us more. You, you'll laugh. Okay, so the Super Bowl commercial that I'm in it went massively viral and no one would have ever dreamed going into this. We made a homemade video, okay, <laughs> at my home and used my brother-in-law's dog and we created this video and we entered it into the Crash the Super Bowl competition for Doritos and never had, you know, never dreamed in a million years it would turn into this massive thing. So anyway, um, long story short, it, one thing led to another and it might inspire some people to know that literally we sort of played with social media and we we put together a team and we strategized how can we kind of tackle this so you do twitter i'll do facebook and everybody took a different segment and then it just started to get this following and then i thought well okay well i'm going to reach out and i'm going to find a cause and if we end up at the super bowl and i get this contract <laughs> then i'm going to pay a percentage to a cause so i picked two causes reached out and said hey i'd like to you know donate when we win of course we don't know that we're going to win and that led to them sharing on on social media as well pretty soon i had cbs on my doorstep and it just it it just you know spun out of control and so it's been seen by hundreds of millions of people and um, honestly, I just got another contract, which is insane. And they're airing it again this month. Um, CBS airs it almost every year as one of the best Super Bowl commercials of all time. So, um, but it started literally in my front yard. <laughs> so most people don't know that part. That's insane. Uh, and I like to relate things to business. Like, how do you think this experience uh, where like what's the lesson for you actually what's the lesson for you in this experience of the super bowl 
that can relate to your business and everyone who is listening right now? Yeah. So, um, you know, there were so many lessons. It was such a fascinating experience because it started with friends and, you know, it started with collaboration and we literally sat around coming up with ideas to, you know, figure out, first of all, what kind of a commercial we would do. Then we enrolled literally even our neighbors (laughs) to help us with with producing it. And we had a neighbor who was like holding the plexiglass door on a string and helping and we sat around and we literally just came up with, you know, bat and back forth. And we, we narrowed it down to two ideas and we did both. And, um, and then through the process, as we started to get this insight that there was this opportunity that we could actually air during Super Bowl. Now, I'm, I was already an actor and my thinking was, oh, then I have bragging rights, <laughs> you know, like, ah, oh, I've got to do this. So I was committed. And then the other players involved had money at stake. And then I also had money at stake now. Um, but I didn't go into it with the money piece initially it was just all fun and um and then as it rolled out i started to really look for the opportunities to actually make it happen and one of those opportunities that i think a lot of businesses should consider or think about is that um it really came back to that giving piece so as soon as i realized that by collaborating with these high-end charities that they would share and then you had this expansive you know reach and then I, I even reached out to a tiny, tiny little publication in my small town. And I wrote a story about, hey, this is what we're doing. And I wanted to promote those charities. So I pr- plugged them in it and they went and ran with that. So then I took that little teeny article and I sent it to the next size article and you know the next size publication, I should say. And they went, oh, and then they rolled it out and they you know spun it off. So I think a lot of times people look big and they forget to go back to the the steps that lead to it, you know, and it looks like this massive success. But if you didn't know how we put one foot on, t- you know, in front of the other and how we took these little steps, I don't think you would know that, um, you know, it was really a simple point of strategy, really. Tell us a bit more about your business and what kind of things are you doing at the moment and are you involved in? Oh, my goodness. Um, so, you know, my 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 love, my passion is really about quality of life. And um, I have niched into the field of dentistry, if you can believe it. Um, I'm not a dentist, which is interesting, but I have a lot of friends who are dentists and I run a dental training institute and I do social media, uh, no surprise, I'm sure, (laughs) especially because I learned from that experience so much. Um, And so I do social media for dentists. And, and other businesses as well, but primarily dentists. And it's a done for you type of um, business. And then I also coach dentists. So there's kind of this overlap of what, what you see that people need a lot of times. And so I have just a couple of areas where I really focus, but it all comes back to, you know, outsource so you can have more quality time, you know, outsource mm-hmm. the things that you can outsource or that you really don't enjoy doing. And really, um, focus on what matters to you most and spend time with your friends and family because man, last year gave us all some perspective, right? Mm-hmm. It, it certainly did. There are yeah. definitely a lot of changes that happened. And yeah. uh, I, I'm curious uh, in the social media world, because yeah. I'm sure that um, we can use dentists as an example, mm-hmm. but the message that dentists would put before COVID might be quite different of the message that people are putting out on social media now. So by the the work that you're doing in social media, how have you seen the message evolve 
over the past, uh, let's say, 12 months? Um, wow, um, it's been huge. And and I really learned from not only my own experience, because, you know, I had a huge chunk of people, there was a day I was writing down as fast as I could the cancellations, because the first thing people cut is their marketing budget, right, when there's this panic. And I remember, you know, and, and, and that never had ever in the history of my business happened before where I would have multiple cancellations in a day. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, and really good people. And so, it forced me to think about how can I help those clients? And so I literally went and flipped it around and I reached out not only to the ones having a really hard time, but everyone else who hadn't canceled. And I said, if you need a couple months of free social media services, I'm going to do that for you. And it took a, you know, we took a huge hit and there were people who took us up on it and including all the people who canceled. And now guess what? We got most of those back. Right. And, um, and so, I kind of shared that message through their, you know, you know, and, you know, all the way to their end users, which are their patients, which is, you got to go back and now look at the people who you serve and see how you can help them. And so their social media messages really shifted to look, we are focusing on safety, we are focusing on, you know, price points and Sorry, my, my computer just went raw, uh, earthquake, you know what I mean? Like when you're excited, when you're excited to talk about something, then it's like, I'm doing the same. I knock the microphone and uh, I mean, I'm Italian, use my hands a lot. So sometimes I knock the microphone, sometimes I knock the lights. And uh, if, if, right? you're, if you're listening, you're, you don't have, maybe you're not watching on YouTube, but you're listening. You know, sometimes when we get quite animated, we can... We can throw punches at the screen or the laptop. So that's the thing. Simone, I'm, I'm just so excited to to be able to be on your podcast and speak with you right now. It's like you know, after after your TEDx talk um, about sleeping with your you know your, your clients sleeping with your clients. I know the disclaimer. Like if you haven't if you, if you're listening right now, you haven't watched my TEDx talk. Go and watch it after this episode. Yes. Of course, finish the episode first. And um, it's called sleeping with your clients. But disclaimer never slept with one of my clients. So just leave it at that. Watch the TEDx talk and you understand why. Back to you. <laughs> well, it, first of all, it's a great um, TEDx talk and everybody should absolutely uh, watch it. Uh, secondly, it's it's funny and, and, and you play a didgeridoo if I even slightly yeah, came in yeah, the ballpark yeah. <laughs> and, and you don't play it like anyone I've ever heard play it you do you and I was so like I was moved I was like you know? <laughs> thank you thank you yeah no it's a really fun TEDx talk in fact we'll have to talk more about that offline because um I'm collaborating with a bunch of TEDx um speakers right now and you're definitely a fit <laughs> awesome I'm looking for maybe there's the next Super Bowl ads who right? knows Yep, exactly. Uh, instead of Doritos pug attack, it's going to be the, I don't know, Simone sleeping with clients attack. I, I don't even know. I don't, I've got I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I want to be known for that. <laughs> you might actually backfire. But... So we were talking about social media and yeah. uh, how you retained your clients and the message of uh, being there for them and uh, supporting him. And I, I got to say, it has been something that, uh, and I'm, I'm one of the reasons why we had very few cancellations uh, um, during COVID for us, yeah. considering that our predominantly before the pandemic, our event was an event business. So we were normally, our clients were normally people that will not like uh, 
online training. That's why they were coming to us because we were running training in person and all our ethos is about community, connection, doing things together, creating a platform for people to meet and connect and create meaningful relationships. That's all about, that's what we stand for. And so that shift immediately, what we didn't even think, we didn't even have the time to think about, oh my God, this is, there is this pandemic happening, we can run events. Because now we have about like 600 clients that they are struggling. And so we said, if we actually focus everything, we do work together with the team, it's like, well, let's focus every single inch of our, of our life, our creativity into how can we make our client feel connected and how can we increase our support? And that looks like what you've done as well for your clients. Yeah, you know, it, it got so uh, intimate that literally um, I would call some of my clients just to check in and say, how are you? How are you guys doing? And some of my clients went under. They went under during the pandemic. It was, they literally could not sustain their businesses. And you're talking about people you would never have dreamed of, um, you know, I, not to, to get uh, really serious here, but um, I have two people who in just in the last couple months committed suicide, including one of my, my uh, co-trainers who was very successful. So you have this, this thing going on where people are taking a look at their lives and some people don't even, you know, know that there's the support system of people who care about them in business. And I think that is where um, you have this opportunity that's massive because you know, you would think some of my clients are so high level, they're, you know, high achieving CEOs and dentists, you know, multi, multi, multi-million dollar practices. And they're so successful that you almost wouldn't think to reach out to them, right? Because you're just like, ah, they're fine. And they're not. So I think we have to connect. I think if you run your business based on connection, you will always survive and you will always, or you will always come back, right? And you will thrive ultimately. And you do it and you talk about it. I, I listened to some of your other, um, just even snippets of some of the events that you've spoken at. And, you know, first of all, you're one of the most dynamic and energetic speakers I've ever seen on stage. Okay. So anyone who's booking a speaker, including myself, I want you. Um, and then, you know, secondly, you talk, you fundamentally come back to changing lives as kind of a baseline. It's not about business matters, but it's got to matter based on your why, what you want to do, how you want to change the world, or even in small ways, how you want to, you know, impact people's lives. And I think the other thing just to throw in, before, and I'll shut up, I swear, and this is podcast. Well, I mean, I mean you, don't, you don't have to shut up. I'm interviewing you. So ideally for the success of the episode, keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think um, there's a couple things, you know, it's, it's not only, it, it's not only this connection piece, but it's also this idea around perfection, you know? I think um, that some of us, especially if we're in, in the press, right, and you talk about and you do this for clients, right, where you get them or you teach them to, to really get a lot of, you know, press and, and notoriety and all this stuff. And I just think that when you are somebody who um, people look up to or you're an expert in the field of whatever your field is, then you almost are afraid to show your vulnerability sometimes. And you're also afraid to admit that you're struggling when you're struggling. And there's nobody who wasn't affected by the pandemic and still to this day, right? So I just feel like we got to relate more and, and accept that, hey, you know what? We're not all perfect. Everything is not 
as good as it was the year before last right now, you know, in, in terms I, of your I, bottom I'm line. I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. I'm lucky I have my wife because uh, <laughs> I can yeah. just go into go hard mode and I even forget just to check in with myself. Hey, how yeah. are things going? And uh, when I realize it, it's often too late. But yeah. we always joke with my wife that she's got spider senses and she can spot if I'm not well before I even have uh, like a, a little glimpse of it. And she was like, she was like, are you okay? But well, yeah, sure, I'm fine. And she goes, yeah. I think you are not, but if you need to talk, I'm here. That's amazing. And, and then what happens normally, I'm like, yeah, don't worry. I'm fine. I'm doing my things. And then five days later, oh, baby, ah! like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, and it's so important to have uh, that external support. And, and also because the more, um, the bigger the business, the, the bigger the team, the more clients you are supporting, the bigger the game we are playing, the bigger support we need because the more responsibility there is. I mean, I, I, for you me- You feel that. I felt, I felt the pressure. I'm like, okay, we have 18 people between full-time and contractors are working with us. They all have families. Mm -hmm. They all have like, they were, they were moments, uh, uh, fortunately for us, the year actually, because we didn't spend so much money, even if we made less money than the year before, we actually have, were more profitable because we didn't spend enormous amount of money in venues, which is a, one of our biggest costs of running events. So the year turned out really well for us. Mwah, I'm blessed. Uh, but even, even in that situation, like there were moments even before in other years where I took out personal loans to pay our staff members because I didn't want them to not pay the rent or to go, I knew their personal situations and so on. And so there is pressure. And, mm -hmm. and I think it's important to acknowledge that the bigger the game we play, the more support we need. And I'm still learning the lesson is one of these things that I, this spiel is more a reminder for myself than for anyone else right now. But yeah. you know, I'll, I'll add to that, that this is multi-layered. Um, I think sometimes that we put each other on a pedestal or some of us look, you know, we feel all this pressure because we're at the top of, you know, our business or, or, you know, the top of the food chain in our business, so to speak. But even as somebody on lower, you know, you can do the same thing. And so if I'll give you an example, my, myself, I'm, you know, I work with this, this, um, I, I won't even say, but I work with a lot of different clients and sometimes I'm hired to help, you know, what, with whatever. And during this, I also went to those people who are hiring me and said, look, let's cut, cut what you pay me in half. Let's do this. And so in addition mm -hmm. to the clients, the social media clients, I said, let's do this for the next six months. That helps you because you are the one who, who has the most pressure because you're above me. You are that person who's taking that on. But I think um, ultimately just going back to, you know, having somebody who, who checks in with you, whether it's your wife or somebody else, you know, I, um, I'm really speaking a lot more about mindset and burnout and addressing this topic. And I will tell you that I burned out working from home myself because I wasn't, I didn't have anyone checking in with me except my family, you know, and, um, and I was working harder for less, you know, <laughs> reward. Yeah. And there were some days where I just literally got depressed and I, and I teach about this. I know the strategies. And so I had to go back and implement my own strategies. I had to force myself 
to go back and say, whoa, you got to walk away. You got to do these certain things. So I think it's an interesting um, thing that this this has happened because it's made us all look at what really matters in life and and what we want to do and what the trade-offs are that we're willing mm -hmm. to take. And I'm not you know, I'm not saying don't be a hard worker. That's not at all what I'm suggesting, but I do think you need to block out time and, you know, you work really hard now and then you give yourself this time and you spend this time with your family and you don't compromise it. You know what I mean? I'm curious now to talk about, because uh, I think we can make it very practical now on, uh, there are definitely people that have done what you did, cut their prices or help give extra support to the client to not only keep the business, maintain the business and as well grow the business, some people to keep the business afloat, some people just to pay their bills and some people also that help them grow. Like everyone in this, I, I don't want to buy into the scarcity of every business going down. That is not true. I've seen plenty of businesses that had their best year this year uh, and, and so on. So, uh, but if, when you were, can you describe a moment where you had either like you woke up and you maybe were depressed or you couldn't, uh, uh, you burn out. What did you do to get out from that situation? Oh, that's such a great question. Um, you know, so there's, there's a few things that I will do. So if I get really down and, and, and at first I wasn't doing this. Okay. Just to be, I had to force myself because really what I wanted to do was go watch Netflix, without, you know, or, you know, drink a glass of wine. You know, that's mm -hmm. what I, I wanted to go to the crutches. But instead, what I did is I went and I forced myself to write down exactly where I'm at and literally just top of head. This is where I'm at and, and acknowledge, oh, this is, you know, this is a fear. This is where I'm at. This is blah, 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 you know, and I just made a list really quickly of where am I at? And, and then it's kind of, there's, it's, it's therapeutic, if you will, to get it out and just acknowledge it and accept it. And then I did a list of everything that I wanted, everything I actually desired so that I could kind of, you know, lighten that and, and go, okay, what do I, you know, what, what, what is, is something that I'm looking to have or gain or, or whatever that is. And, and not just business, but personal, you combine everything, everything comes to your heart. Then what I did is I made a list of my why and why do I want this? So, cause now you check in with, oh, I want a new car, for example. Well, why, you know, is there really a good reason for this? You know, maybe it's, is it an appearance thing? Is it because you want your family to have safety? You know, like you start to really check in on, yeah. on these things. And then everything on my why list, I would narrow it down even further. So let's say the why is, cause I want to spend more time with my family. Well, why is that important? You know, that's important to me because, you know, I love my family, you know, and then you just keep asking that question till you get to the very baseline of why you do anything. And then if all those things still matter, you do, you do a bridge and you write down how you're going to get from where you're at to what you want. And because, and it's powered now by what really matters. And, and you'll see, you'll scratch some things off. That really doesn't matter. In fact, I'd rather not have the car if that means I have debt because what really matters and my why is my family. You know, you start to, and I use that, that's a really dumbed down example, but it, I think portrays, you know, what we often do, which is we set these goals that don't even tie into what we care about. So I, I hope that's I helpful. love it. And I invite everyone to rewind <laughs> and re-listen to this part because uh, um, you're right. Uh, when 
when stuff happens and when we are frustrated, when we are burnout, the, the immediate thought is to numb down. I don't want to think about it. I just want to escape because I don't want to really face what's the real issue. It all happens at a subconscious level. For myself, I was like, I'd rather watch my basketball game. I'll watch this. I'll watch that. Instead of really just spending some good old time with myself, get real and re-explore what is going on. And if you struggle to do it on your own, you might have to have a conversation with someone else. There were plenty of times where I hired someone uh, to have this kind of conversation during, no, thank you, during 2020 and, and before, just because, first of all, I kind of put everything on my wife. <laughs> She's my wife, not my therapist. And on the other side, I want to go where my mind doesn't want to go. And sometimes our mind is there, actually most of the time is there to protect us and to stop us from going there because it's uncomfortable. And so uh, that's why I love what you just shared. And uh, have you ever read the book or listened to the audiobook of The Values Factor? What is it called? The Values Factor. Oh, no. I, Dr. I don't John know. Demartini. I, I'm going to get uh, it. Dr. Dr. John Demartini from The Secret. Um, I, uh, I was blessed to speak at an event with him and, uh, and interview him also for, for this podcast. So check it, check out the interview that we did for everyone who's listening, Dr. John Demartini, if you put explode your expert business show, you will find it. And it talks, uh, um, it, it talks a lot around why people do things, why people make decisions, what are the values that drive us unconsciously and the decision and, and the escaping mechanism that we will implement in our life to serve a particular value. What you, the exercise that you shared is very similar to one of the things that you shared to get to the, to the point, to the core of what's going on. So make sure, rewind this, rewind if you're listening and implement this exercise. I love um, it. Yeah, four steps, what, where you're at, what you, what you want, why, and bridge the gap. How are you going to do it? So I, it's really simple. It. I have a, I have a, um, one more question. Actually, two more questions before we wrap up. Um, one is, uh, you said in your introduction, you put relate back into relationship. Huh? Well, okay. So this is, um, and you know, anytime someone says, well, it goes back to when you're like, oh God, not, don't go way back. <laughs> but, but this really does go way back and I'll do a really fast way back. How's that? Um, so, you know, I grew up on really contaminated property. I grew up on a property that was, had such bad contamination that literally um, the ground was contaminated. The air above the soil was contaminated. And I lived there, you know, for many, many, many years without knowing my father passed away from lymphoma cancer. We didn't know why. And then one day we found out why and the, the property to give you an idea of how severe it is. No one can ever inhabit it again. It's a hundred year cleanup right now. It's really severe. So sort of the Aaron Brockovich story without the multi-million dollar ending. And so when that happened and I started seeing doctors, I, you know, they would bring me in and tell me that there was a high likelihood that I would get cancer from what I was, had been exposed to at that point. And, um, and so it made me evaluate you know, really my life and what mattered. And I was young. And, but I, so I sort of started to go, okay, well, if you're stripped of everything, you know, your business, all, you know, everything that's material in nature, then it kind of leads you, you know, kind of leaves you with, you know, this, so what, what do you care about? And it's 
always your relationships, always. So I kind of set out on this journey to find out, really a mission, to find out what created happy relationships. And at the time, I was boy crazy. <laughs> so I asked people, um, couples primarily, what's the secret to a happy marriage? And it was like nine out of 10 were complaining and one out of 10 was having a really good time. And it was so clear to me what the one did different from all the rest. And so I, and, and then I ended up writing a book about it, not because I wanted to be an author, but because I thought people should have these keys and, um, and know and understand that really what matters are relationships. And it's really not that difficult to build meaningful relationships. So I hope that answers your question. <laughs> it definitely answered my question and I can totally relate to <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Dude, he can't help himself uh, <laughs> and that's it folks <laughs> We're out. No. So, i'm so funny no oh. i'm just <laughs> so I, I can definitely relate to what you're, you're so saying. great i love it <laughs> thank you because uh, my, uh, my wife and i in the first year of marriage we had a really rough time mm -hmm. uh, and so it was like well before we were engaged it was great never got married crap time and so we went to to a therapist, a couple mm -hmm. of to a marriage counselor, therapist. Don't even know what's the, the the title, but it just sorted us out. And it was about the way we were communicating with each other and the way we were relating to each other and, and so on. So mm -hmm. uh, I can definitely understand what you're saying and this ability to connect deeply with someone to understand them and to make that first step. Um, yeah. This is not just useful in loving relationships but also in uh, in business and and in any in friendship and any other areas i've got one yeah, more and question I'll, uh, okay yeah go ahead no no go, go ahead very quick no i, I just want to add I, I just want to add to that so so one of the things that we do in relationships is we ride the roller coaster of the our partners or our loved ones like moods and ups and downs we're all growing different ways at different levels and so I think if we can really just understand that people were committed to our job is to stand by their side and support them. Doesn't mean we have to have a bad day if they're having a bad day. It's it's really just being there for them. And that's in business too. You know, if you have a boss or you are the boss, you have good days, bad days. Everyone doesn't have to ride that roller coaster to try and act like they understand you. It's just support them. You know, it's trust enough that you know they're going to be there regardless of whether or not you you understand and empathize on the same level of emotion. You know what I mean? So I, that's all. I just wanted to add that because you know we pressure ourselves so much to take care of everyone else, and all you know you got to take care of you. Then everyone else is taken care of. I love it. And my last question is: In your bio, you mentioned mom. And foster mom and i remember when we met like i said it was like this cute baby in the picture and i was like oh i need to connect with juliette <laughs> that was that, that was weird like in, in all the networking room that we were that's what caught my eyes i just love love yeah. children of babies I'm, I'm just baby crazy but so mom wasn't enough like why foster yeah so my husband and i both have stories from our backgrounds that made us um, agree. And, and we also, we shared this with each other when we met that we both wanted to have one and adopt. And so we both completely different stories, but we both decided that adoption was something we wanted to do to give back and to help somebody. Um, but what happens is when you get into that world of giving and generosity and you start to connect with the need that is so significant, it doesn't stop at one. And so she, we have had six 
foster babies and help to reunify some of them with their families. They're all like these big extended families to us now. We love them all so dearly. Um, we adopted during the pandemic virtually, if you can believe what you can do these days because of the pandemic. Um, but we adopted our, our almost three-year-old during the pandemic. And then um, now with, I, I can't share details, but we do have an infant who was born during the pandemic um, who's in our house. She's about to be three months old. So yeah. That's so, and it's, of, it's the hardest, and, yeah. yeah, it's the hardest and most rewarding thing that I've probably ever done much harder than business and definitely more rewarding than anything. Thing. so thank you uh, for we definitely asking. need to keep the conversation going uh, um another time because i think this uh, deserves a part two um if someone wants to reach out to you what's the best way uh probably through my website which is spelling it out.com um, that's just like it sounds or they can email me spelling it out at yahoo.com and all my social media and everything is there so thank you so much simone for having me on your amazing show it's it's such a pleasure and i can't wait to continue our conversations same here and make sure you reach out to julianne um have a, a reach out to spellitout.com the links uh, on the social media and the website are in the show notes and what i would love you to do if you have listened to this episode uh, send a message to julianne and myself in an email and let us know what has been one thing that you're taking from this episode uh, let us know because we had this interview uh if you've been listening if you, if you are to this point if you've been listening to this point i assume that you enjoy the show and so let us know want to know the impact that this conversation made in your life and what you are going to do about it so julianne thank you very much it has been a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show and i'm looking forward to keep the conversation going i appreciate it thank you all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for uh, watching or listening. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe right now. And I will see you next time for a brand new episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. And always remember that together we grow exponentially. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how we, you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening and until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.